and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak with Melanie Dion. Hi, Melanie. Hi. Thank you for being here today. And Melanie is a contractor with Cardinal Construction. And Melanie, I was wondering, can you please explain your career journey for us? Sure. Well, I first went to college for architecture, so I've been interested in building for a long time. I was I did that for about uh, two years, and then I, I was in Ohio going to Kent State, and my dad got transferred to California. And so I hitched a ride out here and, <laughs> and changed from architecture to just business and learned how to do business and got married and had a couple of kids. I was married to a contractor. So I, a lot of times I spent in his business you know, writing contracts, learning how to do estimates and invoicing and going to job sites and all that sort of thing. And when our marriage broke up, I went ahead and got my own contractor's license. I had enough experience. And I also took a lot of the code classes at Cabrillo, which by the way, Cabrillo has a great program for codes. It's inexpensive. You meet other students there. Sometimes the professors are inspectors. So, you know, and you can run into these guys in the field later who remember you as a student and know that you're interested in learning how to do your trade better. I've made a lot of connections with the students that I met in those classes years and years ago. So I kind of got started that way and then worked for, I worked for a large general contractor who did big commercial stores, all the gaps and the, I can't think of some of the other ones. But anyway, I was lucky enough to do the design build on the first Apple store. And then I helped them with the first 27 stores. It was amazing. I was paid really well. I met, I mean, I worked with, you know, some high powered world known architects and other subs. It was a great experience. It was about two and a half years, I think, by the time we kind of came up with the design. And the first one we built was at Valley Fair. And then the next 27 were kind of on the West Coast in the area. And after a couple of years of that, I was just kind of fried. And I decided I wanted to come back to Santa Cruz and just kind of stake my claim in Santa Cruz County and just work in Santa Cruz County. And that's what I've done since 2000. And we do a lot of, we do, mo you know, 80% residential, about 20% commercial projects. So we were kind of spread out that way. And I really love what I do. I love to be able to be outside going to different places. I like to see at the end of the day, what it is we've done. You know, I, if I was in a job where I was just pushing papers or doing stuff on the laptop all day, I don't think I would feel as satisfied as I do going from place to place. And, and I realized my mom came out here from Ohio a couple of years ago. We were doing the open studios tours. And as we were driving all around the county, I really came to the realization because as we drove down different streets, I'd be like, oh, we did a bathroom in that house. Oh, you should see the deck on the back of that house. Oh, we did that garage. Oh, we've, you know, and I realized my handprints are all over this town. And I, I really enjoy that part of my job. That's really my favorite part. And I get to choose the people that I work with and the clients that I work with. So that's, that's a bonus 
for me. I, I, I really enjoy what I do. I bet. And that must be really cool driving around town and seeing all the great work that you've done. That's well, going to stick yeah. around for a long time too. I know. Yeah. That is... I didn't realize the, the extent of it until I had my mom in the car and I was pointing everything out. Usually I just drive down the street like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great contract getting that with Apple. Oh, that was an amazing experience. I really uh-huh. feel like I got my PhD in construction at that point. Working, you know, worked with Steve Jobs. Are you kidding me? That was unbelievable. I learned so much. Yeah, and their stores are always very beautiful. Oh, and they're, they're perfect down to... <laughs> At the very last detail he's you know maniacally detailed so i don't i don't think there's one in santa cruz or monterey county is there there's one in monterey is there yeah okay down in the i forget the name of the plaza that was built a couple years in yeah and i and i think that i heard a rumor about uh, an apple store possibly going in downtown maybe in the rittenhouse building although i'm not sure i would love that it seems like it would be successful i would think right I would think so too, but there just never has been one yet. So. Yeah. And so you went to school, you said in architecture, correct? Yeah. And how long were you studying architecture before you realized that that maybe wasn't your calling? I realized it pretty soon, but I kept on that track. But I realized that the fellow students in my class, they could really see in 3D, which I just didn't have that ability at the time. Now, when I look at a set of plans, when I'm looking at it, I can see what the outside's gonna look like and the inside's gonna look like kind of at the same time. And as I go through the pages, I can see the buildings start to come together. But when I first started school, I did not have that skill and I was falling behind. So when my dad got transferred to California, I was like, okay, I'm ready for change. Now's a great chance to make my break. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's one of those things where it's just, you know, with more time and more experience in the field that you can start putting putting that together. Like oh in- yeah, it's it's definitely a skill that, I was not born with and I appreciate when people can just draw something out like that, you know, and have it come to life. It's yeah. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before the interview and, and how cool it is that you're a female contractor and that it's, it maybe is kind of unique and that, you know, a lot of the times when you're going to a site, you're working, you know, with other females and that they might be more comfortable talking to you. Do you mind elaborating on that? No. Yeah. I, I, I feel so, lucky because when I talk to homeowners about bathroom, kitchen, remodels, decks, anything, it's usually the women that call me. They call and ask the questions. They, when I show up, like I was in Bonnie Dune this morning talking to somebody about their kitchen and the mother and the daughter were the ones leading the charge. They called me, they've been making the design decisions. The women usually sign the contracts, write the checks, approve the project, all that. And so when I show up and they can say, uh, well, could we do this? Or, you know, um, what would happen if we remove this and move this wall over here? And then they tell me, I feel like I can ask you anything and I'm not going to feel dumb. Whereas if a guy's standing there and I ask a simple construction question and I don't realize it's a simple question, I'm going to feel dumb asking it. I'm afraid to ask, but they feel totally confident coming to me and asking me the questions. So it's a, it's a really nice relationship. And so many times when I show up, people say I was specifically called you because you're a female contractor. That's what set you apart from everybody else. And I want to work with you. I think that's really awesome. Do you mind telling us more about your company, Cardinal Construction? Yeah, we I have an office on Pacific Avenue downtown. After I left Apple, I made my dream to only work in Santa Cruz County. So we go from Watsonville up to Boulder Creek. And, you know, we do three to five projects at a time. I don't know how many we do a year. But we and we have the full range of 
everything from just a simple repair, which I'll go do because ultimately they know somebody else that wants something else done and they'll put my name out there. So I just don't, I don't have a limit of, you know, how much money a person is going to spend to work with us. If somebody calls me and they need a small repair, we'll definitely go out there and do it. And then I don't really do any advertising at all. It's, I have a website and, but it's mostly word of mouth, past clients, People have heard about me. A lot of times on Nextdoor, people call me. They've seen my name on Nextdoor. So I'm really lucky. My name gets passed around a lot. We're known for doing good quality work. You know, I'm not going to be the low bidder because we just don't come in and slap stuff around and, and leave. When we do something, it's going to be done right, done the first time. And it's going to be, and it's going to look great. These are people's homes. It's their biggest investment ever. Yeah, I think that's really great. And how many employees do you employ right now? We have nine right now, and we do most everything in, in-house. We do sub out stucco because that's sort of specialized, and there's a couple things we sub out, but mostly we take care of everything in-house. Yeah, and like you were mentioning before, too, like with our community being so tight-knit, I would imagine reputation is everything. Oh, it is everything, yeah. We make sure that the people are satisfied when we leave just because it is a small town, and you know, you get a reputation, either good or bad, and... I'd rather have a good one following me around. Absolutely. (laughs) Would you mind telling us what like a typical day or week looks like for you? And has that changed at all in the past year with everything going on? Oh, gosh. Well, we did take off during uh, the first two months of quarantine. We were totally shut down for two months, which was frightening to say the least. But we bounced back and we're busier than ever, really. I think the fires had a lot to do with that. So my, uh, you know, my normal week, I do probably five estimates. I go to the job site probably every other day, most of the time. So I do a lot of driving. I don't really spend any time in the field doing any work myself. So mine's all office and you know phone calls, lining up people, talking to the city. And the way that it's changed over the last year is it's far more difficult to deal with getting permits. A lot of times you, you know make a phone call and then you get a call two days back because they're working from home also trying to get inspections scheduled and paperwork sent back and forth has been really difficult. Just takes so much more time to take care of. I'm also seeing with materials, the cost of lumber, you might've heard about that. That was insane. In about two weeks, lumber jumped about 44%. Wow. And then it ended up being close to 60, you know, within a month's time, 60% increase in lumber. We were building an ADU at the time and a deck at the time. And I had to go to them and I've never, ever had to do this and just say, I can't build this deck for the price that I gave you because the price of lumber has skyrocketed so much. And then I gave them what I thought I could do it for. And they, in both cases, they agreed to go forward. But that was, I've never had that happen. We had once where we had a plywood jump after a storm. I think a lot of plywood went out to board up windows, but we've, we've never seen anything like that. And that was, that was difficult. So those are challenges for year. And the other material problem we're having is a lot of times you go, a client will go to pick out their um, kitchen appliances or whatever. And the stores just are not carrying a lot of stuff. And they'll say, oh, well, we can get you something like that, but it's in the warehouse. So again, you can't just go in and pick out what it is that you want. So that's, that's been a different, that's been a difference this year for sure too. Yeah. And my, my sister and her fiance live in Ventura and they've re- recently remodeled and they've been waiting for their kitchen appliances for like a couple of months, I think. Oh man. I know. So that's like the last thing too they're waiting for, but yeah, that's a killer. 
And you told me before the interview that you have some roots in the valley and you mentioned the fire stuff. So are you guys up there a lot doing some rebuilding? Uh, we haven't started the rebuilding yet, but I did live in Bonnie Dune when my kids were little. I built a house up there and my kids went to the Bonnie Dune school. And it was such a great community. You really get to know a lot of people. A lot of people that I knew have lost their homes. And I lived in the Valley in Ben Lomond for about 10 years and, and met a lot of people who've now lost their homes and are calling me. What I'm doing now, we're, we haven't really started the rebuilding part because there's so much that has to happen ahead of time. There's two different types of demo that have to happen and you have to get a clearance on that before you can start rebuilding. So I'm meeting with a lot of people, kind of giving them a preliminary estimate of what it would take to rebuild, you know, help them realize what the restrictions are going to be in the county. Like if you want to rebuild the same house you had and only increase it by 10% or less, they fast track you so you can get it done a little quicker. But if you just want to scrap what you had, start again and just build something different, you kind of go to the end of the line, unfortunately. So, and with the cost of things, people are not sure, you know, with my insurance claim, did I get enough money to rebuild or should I just go buy another property? So right now I'm meeting with a lot of people who are just trying to make that decision you know, a lot of people were underinsured. A lot of people had, you know, outbuildings or additions that weren't permitted. So the county now is saying like, no, you had a two bedroom, one bath house when they were living in a three bedroom, two bath house, you know, stuff like that. It's just helping them talk about that and kind of make some decisions about it. That's what we're doing at this point. We haven't started rebuilding. I don't really think anybody will start rebuilding for probably another six months. What kind of environments are you working in? Are you pretty much doing more of the like paperwork side of things, but you're still, I think you mentioned that you're still going out to jobs and doing estimates and things like that. Yeah. So I don't work in the field, but I do visit the job sites. I do meet with the homeowners every couple of days. Usually communication is big for us. A lot of people appreciate that because I'm not in the field working and I'm in the office. I have time to communicate with, you know, suppliers and the homeowner and make decisions and be able to adapt to changes as they come up, things like that. Whereas the guys are all just they're in the field working. They're not, I don't have to take the time off a job to go find another, find my next project when a project is coming to an end. I meet a lot of people who are like, you know, my contractor was here full time for the first three weeks and now he's here like four hours a day and he's barely getting anything done because he's out looking for new work. But if people work with us, we start, we work through until we're finished. And that's, that's the process we do. I'm sure you're still familiar with the hammer though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can do some tools. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind telling us some of your favorite projects that you're working on currently or no, that you've currently, worked on? Yeah, we're finishing up a, an ADU on the west side, which we've just loved working on because it's beautiful. The client had such a great sense of style. She picked out, you know, appliances and, and finishes that are just beautiful. And she's had a vision for this thing for, you know, a couple years and to watch it really come together. We're almost done with it now. We'll probably be finaled in another two weeks, but it's been terrific and it's just beautiful. And I think the guys really love working on stuff that's beautiful because they're so, the guys that I choose to work with really take pride in their work. They could never just slap something together and walk away from it. They, so for them, they have that same satisfaction at the end of the day when they've built something beautiful and the client's stoked about it. And that's, that's really, that's my favorite one this week for sure. Yeah, yeah and it's pretty important to have that type of work ethic and pride in, in what you're yes. doing. Now, that are you talking about possibly a big apartment building like along Westcliff? When you said ADU, does that mean units? Oh, no, uh, ADU is an accessory dwelling unit, so it's a little little rental in the back. Oh, so okay. She had a, when she bought the property, she had a garage that was leaning to the side, could 
basically have been kicked over probably. <laughs> and, and she uh, had it taken down and then built the ADU in that spot. And it's, it's just coming out beautiful. Okay. And Melanie, what kind of people do you think would enjoy this type of job being a contractor? Oh, anybody who's, uh, can see, I know a lot of the guys that I work with really can see how things are put together and how things could work better if they're put together a different way. These guys are great with their hands. They have a vision of what uh, things are supposed to look like when they're done. So anybody that enjoys that, anybody that enjoys working outside, because about half of our projects are outside, really, a lot of the time when we're starting them or, you know, even working. So somebody that enjoys that. Somebody who's, you have to be pretty strong in math. There are a lot of calculations to take care of. And so I would say if you, you're good at math, you like being outdoors, you like a changing environment, you like working with a different people instead of going to the same thing every day, that's the perfect job for somebody. And it must be really nice to start building something, you know, from nothing and then seeing oh, something really gorgeous be built that you know is going to be around for a long time. It really is satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. We enjoy that. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz and streaming online at ksqd.org. I'm Patrick Hart and I'm speaking with Melanie Dion with Cardinal Construction and we're learning about her career journey as a contractor. Melanie, would you mind sharing with us why do you think your job is important to you and to our society? Ooh, I think it's important to me because I love building beautiful things and having something to show for my work at the end of the day. I enjoy the variety of things I get to do. I get bored maybe sort of quickly, so I would kind of burn out if I did the same thing every single day. So I love having different clients to work with every day, different projects, different parts of the city, different parts of the county. And why is it important? Everybody needs to have a roof over their head, I believe. And people's, their homes are the most important investment they ever make. So, and since they're living there, one change can make such a difference to them. A lot of people stop me when I'm in Safeway or shopping somewhere and like, oh, we are still loving our bathroom. We're so glad we did a heated floor in that bathroom. It's, it's wonderful to wake up and walk in there every morning or we're still sitting on our deck having coffee every morning and looking out over the yard. Just that is so satisfying to me. And that's, I think that's why it's important. Yeah, that must be really rewarding for you to see that smile on their faces. Yeah. Melanie, with the prices of homes in Santa Cruz County, I was wondering, are you seeing a lot more people from out of the area buying property and building here than people who maybe grew up here? Definitely. I see a lot of people who grew up here moving to different areas so they can buy a home. I do see that, unfortunately. I, there are a lot of people with a lot of money buying houses here, I will say. I'm kind of amazed that someone can come in and buy a house and then pay me to do a major remodel on what I consider like a beautiful home to start with. I mean, I'm grateful. Those are the kind of clients I want who, you know, can afford to do projects. So I, I'm grateful for it, but it is definitely a change. I have been seeing more and more of the Silicon Valley spillover happening. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. And what did you find most surprising about becoming a contractor? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I was kind of working in construction for a while before I became a contractor. So I felt like I'd seen a lot. I think a lot of times there are just, I think problems with employees and companies are a hard one. And we kind of, we select people. And if, if they don't fit up with us, we do let them go because 
it changes our company culture not to have everybody on the same page about quality of work, you know, being on time, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. That we yeah, and just being about. a team player too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to be able to get along. And, you know, I, we look for certain things with employees and if they don't work, we, we do just move on from there. Okay. And would you mind sharing with us maybe one of the least favorite things about your job or just stressful parts? Oh, one of the worst things was one time we had to, um, we had to do a cleanup after someone killed themselves. And oh, we decided man. after that, we were never going to do that again. So that was the worst. How did that fall on you guys? A company called us and said, you know, somebody, he shot himself. The body and everything has been removed. Can you go in there and remove drywall and repaint and put everything back together? And just being there was too much. So we just decided we weren't going to do that again. Yeah, I don't blame you. That must have been really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And what has been the most memorable part of your career so far? Probably something to do with the Apple Store, just because there were so many unique, weird, fast-paced, innovative things we had to do to come up with a design and build it, they would a lot of times call me on like a Thursday or Friday and say, okay, have this ready by Tuesday. So already you're going into the weekend where a lot of people are not going to be available. You had to overcome that. You had to get everything, get to work through the weekend. That was a seven day a week, nonstop project. Yeah. They've was, had some real strict deadlines. Oh yeah. I bet. If you miss a deadline, you're just basically kicked off the island. You don't get a second chance or <laughs> a chance to make an excuse. You better make it happen. That's, that was the bottom line of that. I mean, we had, originally the Apple stores had a maple floor. I don't know if they still do, but we were having the maple milled in New Hampshire and we had to get it to California overnight. So we had someone on the East coast, take a Learjet and take the seats out, load up all this wood flooring and fly it out. And then oh, we had a truck take it in from the airport just because we couldn't get it here any faster. I mean, stuff like that was crazy. There are so many crazy things that happened on that That's, job. It's super crazy, but I'm not really surprised. No, no. <laughs> because you just figure out ways to get things done that you've never done before. So it was, it was, I loved it. It was exhausting. I was paid well and had no time to spend money. So that was a good combination. <laughs> <laughs> and did I hear you right before when you were talking about it, that you were an employee of Apple? Oh, no, no, I was an employee of another contractor okay. who was hired by Apple to build, you know, I think they, they wanted to roll out 27 the fir at first and then go from there. So. Okay. And what I advice or, Apple, I'm sorry? I was going to say, I love visiting the Apple stores in other cities as well when I travel. I bet. I think I've, I've seen pictures of a really cool one in Times Square. Is that oh, the one that's yeah, like all glass maybe? Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Their buildings always just stand out as being really yeah. pretty and yeah, built well. Unique. Thanks. Yeah. In part to you, I'd imagine, right? 27 stores. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. Melanie, what advice or resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing a career, uh, becoming a contractor? Oh, I would say, you know, keep up with the math. Math is a heavy one. Cabrillo really does have terrific code classes. You can take a fundamentals class to start with to see if you like it. And I think the fundamentals class even has a lab. So you like wire up some switches and some outlets and you weld some copper, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of hands-on as well as learning it. And I also think a compatible construction job where you're learning about something, but you're also putting it to use in the field is a great way to learn something. There's so many 
wonderful code classes and they're they're inexpensive like i said they're they're after work you meet other people in the trades that's a great path to take and if someone was working in the trades and they wanted to become a contractor what's the school look like how many classes are they required to take before they take what a contracting exam of some sort like a state exam exam doesn't require classes actually you have to show that you have i think it's five areas you have to have knowledge so like concrete, framing, roofing, plumbing, electrical, something like that to get your general contractor's license. And then there are other licenses that are specific, like just an electrician, just an HVAC guy, just framing. And a lot of the trades have great intern programs where you go to school, you learn their trade, and you you become kind of an intern in that specific field. I'm a general contractor, so I've got a B license, which means I've kind of got a wider span of of knowledge. And then they do a a test on the legal part and then the construction part, a written test. Then the contractor's board is the responsible person or responsible entity to grant licenses. So you don't really need any classes as long as you can show that you have the experience and then you can pass the the written tests that they have. And I'd imagine the legal side is very important too. Oh, sure. Everything to do with the contracts and how much of a deposit you can take. And, you know, a lot of it's, it's mostly consumer protection things really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how about what resources could you give to someone who's unsure about their career path? Ooh, I think working with a contract for a little while would be a good place to start to just see if, if you like that environment, being outside, doing a lot of changes, learning a lot of different areas. A lot of times the guys that start with me, they, they just learn kind of everything along the way, but it becomes clear at one point that they're really directed and they're really good at this part. You know, some guys are detail oriented. Other guys are, can see the bigger picture. So depending on how they are, they kind of self-select into different areas. And I know among my employees, there are some people that love to do certain parts and love to do, you know, don't like to do other parts. So I try and, you know, keep them doing what they like to do as well as I can. Yeah. So just getting involved in the field and then, then you kind of figure out what is calling towards you, like within. I think that's a good place to start because reading about it and stuff, you just don't really get the same feel as being out, you know, in the mornings when it's 40 degrees and the afternoons when it's 80 and you're on the roof. Or, yeah, or even just like doing the concrete side, that might be like really tough too. Yeah. Without a lot knowing. Great yeah. are just heavy. Like tile is just heavy. Concrete is just heavy. Stucco is heavy. So that's a lot of physical labor. Whereas if you're doing the finished carpentry work and you're just trimming out windows and doors, it's a little easier. It's not as heavy and... So there's all kinds of ways, but I think that's a good place to get your feet wet is just go work with the contractor and kind of see which areas you like among, among the different options. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, a lot of these, a lot of people get involved when they're young because the jobs are pretty physically demanding. Right. And so you can't maybe hold up as well and it's really starts beating you up. And so then you might start looking at becoming like doing finished work. That would make sense. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I do encourage some of my employees as they're getting older, like go get some training, learn how to do estimating because estimating is a lot less hard on your body than, you know, wearing bags every day. So, you know, as you, as you go through your construction career, you can change and do different parts of that as well. Yeah. And probably just taking care of yourself with like a proper diet and who knows, maybe even doing like yoga and stuff like that. Yeah. These, the guys that I work with, they definitely take care to make sure they're getting to a chiropractor if they get sore backs or you know they're t- they do take care of themselves it is a physically demanding job yeah i go to uh, an acupuncturist once a week so it's it's awesome and i i kind of depend on that care i really yeah yeah i really like that and 
Any final thoughts you would like to share with us? Oh, I'm just so grateful to be in Santa Cruz, building beautiful homes in a beautiful area. Those are my parting words. I'm grateful to everybody who calls me and lets me come work on their place and allows me to do what I love to do. Yeah, that is so great. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for taking the time to help me do this interview today. Well, thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Melanie Dion with Cardinal Construction. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can visit us at our website at yfiob.org for more ways to listen. Thanks a lot and see you next time.